Welcome to Woodland Church. Here is today's message. Well, let's get into the word of the Lord today. Over the last several weeks, we have been camping out in the Gospel of John. This year for this Easter season, I have been wanting us to, to, to kind of explore one gospel in this season. So on Palm Sunday, we were looking at the Gospel of John, and then on Good Friday, we read Gospels John 18 and 19. And then last Sunday, we were celebrating the risen King, and we looked at John 20, 19 through 23. And this is where Jesus appeared to his disciples on the night of his resurrection. So Jesus had died and rose again, and that evening he appeared to the disciples who were in hiding. The disciples were very nervous. They were very scared at this time because of what had just taken place. And, I, and we kind of talked about this one last Sunday. Jesus' body missing caused a major situation. It was a problem for the Romans, and it was a problem for the Jewish people, for the religious leaders at the time. So the disciples, they would have been number one on the radar for who would have taken the body of Christ. But we know that it was not taken that the Roman guards could not hold Jesus in the grave. The stone could not keep it, keep him, and Jesus rose. Well, Jesus goes to his disciples who were in hiding, and he says, peace be with you. Jesus came to remind them of the peace that Jesus brings, but also reminds them that he is sending them out into the world. As God, had, as the Father had sent me, I am sending you, Jesus says. Well, today I want to continue to look at Christ's interaction with the disciples post-resurrection. So we're going to be continuing in the Gospel of John, John chapter 21. So if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 21. And this, in the title of today's message is, Do You Love Me? And this is where we are going to be seeing the disciples. This is within a time period of Jesus had risen from the grave and before Jesus ascends. And that morning, the disciples were out fishing, and Jesus calls them to the shoreline, and Jesus feeds them breakfast. And then we're going to see this interaction between Jesus and Peter this morning. So if you have your Bibles, please stand with me and turn to John 21, and we're going to read verses 15 through 19. And the Gospel of John says this. He says, When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. And this is said to him to show by what kind of death he was going to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Let us pray. Father, 
We thank you for your word. Father, this morning, as we look at this interaction between you and Peter, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would come and encourage us and challenge us this morning with your word. God, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys may be seated here. Now, like what I said, before breakfast, they were out fishing. That's what the early parts of John chapter 1 talks about here. Now, they were out fishing, and many of the disciples of Jesus, they were fishermen. Jesus called many fishermen to come and to follow him. And after Jesus had risen from the grave and spoken to them, you see that the guys went back to fishing. And then that morning, Jesus comes to them and calls them to the shore. And as they come to the shore, Jesus has bread and fish waiting for them, and Jesus feeds them breakfast. Now, some have argued, why were they fishing that morning? Why were they out fishing after Jesus had spoken to them? And we need to kind of understand where the disciples were at in life right now. They had seen Jesus risen from the grave but they still weren't fully sure on what was going to be taking place next. And they could have just been fishing simply because they wanted to catch fish. They could have been simply fishing because they enjoyed fishing. Those of you who enjoy fishing, you know that sometimes you just go fishing. There's no explanation for it. You just enjoy fishing. But here, after breakfast and after they had gotten done fishing, Jesus has this one-on-one with Peter. Peter was a disciple that I personally really enjoyed. Peter, if you do not know this or have read any of the Gospels, Peter was one of the most outspoken disciples. He had no problem putting his foot in his mouth. He was one who saw on Good Friday that we read, when they came to arrest Jesus, Peter pulls out a knife and cuts a guy's ear off. This is Peter. Peter had no problem rebuking Jesus when Jesus warned him that he must die. The same Peter who was part of Jesus' inner circle was the same Peter who got to experience Jesus with Moses and Elijah on the mountain. Like I said, I personally enjoy Peter. I enjoy Peter because Peter was an absolute risk taker at all times. Even though sometimes Peter had no idea what he was doing. He just does it, or he just says it. And if you read the gospel, this is who Peter is. Well, in John 21, when they had finished breakfast, the word says this in verse 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. This very first question has been debated. Simon, son of, son of John, do you love me more than these? Scholars and people have debated. Who are the these? When you look at the Greek, it's not very clear either. When Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me more than these? Was he talking about, does Peter love Jesus more than the other disciples love Jesus? Peter, do you love me more than you love these other disciples? Or was it, Peter, do you love me 
more than your fishing, than your past job. Jesus comes to Peter and challenges them in this area. Now, like what I said, it's a little bit ambiguous on who these are. But Jesus said to him, feed my lambs, Peter. Peter, if you say that you love me, I want you to feed my lambs. Now, people have kind of been like, okay, well, who are the lambs? Jesus is basically looking at Peter and saying, Peter, if you say that you love me, I want you to feed my little ones. Feed my lambs. We are Jesus' sheep, and Peter is called to feed them, take care of them. Well, Jesus says to Peter a second time in verse 16, he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? This is the second time. And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Peter's, and Jesus says to him, tend my sheep. Jesus is challenging Peter. Peter, if you say that you love me, I want you to feed my lambs and I want you to tend my sheep. I want you to shepherd my people, Peter. Now, you probably know this if you have read or have heard anything about Peter in the past. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. It's interesting here that Jesus is about to embark on three questions to Peter. Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? He asked him once. He asked him twice. But on the night Jesus was betrayed, on the night in Jesus' darkest hour, Peter denied Christ three times. They came up to Peter and said, Hey, Peter, aren't you the guy that was with Jesus? And Peter, three times straight, says, I don't know this guy. I'm not with this guy. Him and I, we're not buddies. Well, as he abandoned Christ, Jesus comes to him, and Jesus wants to know where Peter's heart really is at here. Peter, do you really love me? You deny me three times, and Jesus is going to ask him three times. Because Jesus needed to understand and know, Peter, where are you at? You've said that you have loved me here. You said previously you would never deny me, but you did. And Jesus is getting to the very heart of where Peter is at in life. Peter, do you love me? I've heard you say it. But where is your heart at, Peter? Because before we can move forward, Peter, before we can move forward with what I have, what is next for you, I need to know the answer to this question, Peter. Do you love me? In 1677, I know you guys love old scholars as much as I do. That's a fact at this church. If you're new to this church, you might say, why does this pastor always quote old scholars? Because I love them and you guys love them as well. In, 19, or in 1677, 27-year-old Henry Scrugel, who was a Scottish theologian, and minister, and author. Henry only lived 28 years. But in his 28 years, he pastored. He was a professor at King's College where he taught for five years. Scrugel 
produced a number of works while a pastor and a professor and a professor at Divinity or at King's College. His most recognized work, The Life of God in the Soul of Man, his work inspired many. Though this man only lived 28 years, his work inspired men like George Whit- Whitefield, who said, he never really under- that, uh, I never really understood what true religion was until I had digested Scrugel's writings. Well, in 1677, I want to read this quote from Henry. Henry said this. He said, The worth and excellence of a soul is to be measured by the object of its love. I want to, I want to read that to you again. The worth and excellency of a soul is to be measured by the object of its love. How does mankind measure what they really love? How do we really know what you or I or any mankind really loves? How do we measure that love? How do we know what we truly love? Is love based off of words? Who we say we love or what we say we love? Is that, is that how we measure what love is? I'm sure you've all said, I love this, or I love that, or I love you, or is love measured off of our words? Is it based off of what we think that we love? Have you ever ever thought about that? What do I really love? Have you ever just thought about that? I love what John Piper says in his book, The Pleasure of God. The soul is measured by its flights, some low and others high. The heart is known by its delights, and pleasure never lies. See, mankind, we as humans, we can fool ourselves at times. But the pleasure that we enjoy in this life will never lie. We have pleasures in this life that we may or may not fully realize, but the pleasures of our lives truly measure where our treasure is, and where our heart is in this life. As Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Piper's quote, I love this one by him too. He says, not that we dutifully will what we passionately want reveals our excellence or our evil. What we truly desire gets revealed. What is within you, what your passion is, what your pleasure is, it will be revealed. Now Peter, Peter revealed his treasure. Because remember on the night that Jesus is betrayed and Peter said, I will never leave you, Jesus. I'm with you. Even if I have to die, I'm there. But in that night, Peter's heart is revealed. Peter comes across conflict, comes comes across the possibility of pain. And what does Peter do? What was really within him, not his words, not even Peter's thoughts, what Peter really longed for and who Peter truly is gets revealed on the night Jesus gets arrested. He abandoned him. He left him. 
Peter chose safety over what could have possibly have happened. When they questioned Peter, aren't you with this guy? No, I'm not. That's not me. I'm not there. And it was in those moments when it was truly faced. And this is why Jesus has to come to to Peter. Because Peter has a heart issue. Peter has talked about loving Jesus. He's outspoken all of the time. Oh, yes, I love you, Lord. I will never leave you. Even if I have to die, I will be with you. But when the rubber hits the road, what is really within Peter is that Peter loves safety. Peter would rather love himself than Christ. So when Jesus comes to him, because Peter had denied him three times, Jesus has to ask him three times. And it's in the third time that Peter's heart changes. And you see this. Verse 17. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? You can just see Peter in this moment realizing his denial of Jesus three times, realizing that his heart gets broken here because he is confronted with Peter, who do you really love? Peter, what do you really love in this life? And Peter says this, he says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus says to him again, feed my sheep. I love how Jesus gets to the very heart of Peter. Peter, who was outspoken. Peter, who said all of these great things. Yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that. But Peter, we know that that wasn't true. Peter, you denied me. So Jesus takes Peter down this road and wants to get to the heart of who Peter is. This is why Jesus repeats it three times. And it's not just him making Peter reaffirm his love for Jesus three times because he denied him three times. Jesus was digging into the heart of Peter's soul, into the painful place of shame, and Jesus was calling Peter to a deeper love than he's ever had before this. Remember what Peter said in John 13, 37. And these words were going to be fulfilled. Peter said to him, Lord... Why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And like we've said this morning, he didn't. But by the sea on that morning, we don't exactly know when, we see that Peter's heart becomes transformed. Peter needed to really be questioned by Jesus. Do you love me? Do you love me more than these? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And as I think about the American church, I think that those question, that question, is so fitting for us today. Because I know within my life and within our lives, we have denied Christ. We have said, well, I'm going I'm to play it safe here. I'm not going to have that conversation. I'm not going to say anything. I'll just kind of let things slide. And within the American church, I kind of wonder if we have grown accustomed to talking abstractly and dutifully 
about loving Jesus while passionately wanting and pursuing other things. We have to be honest with who we are. What do you really desire? Inside, do you desire security? Maybe you desire a family. What do you really desire? Because that's where Jesus is getting at here. Peter, what do you really want, Peter? Do you really want me? Because previously, it hasn't always measured up here. And I think for us, we have sometimes become so content in church, in, in our world, pursuing and loving things of this world around us, rather than Christ, and it's kind of become normalized. We have so many things that we are passionate about and desire, and the question is, is, is that Christ? And it's a question I have to reflect on in my own life. What is my supreme love? Who's it for? I love my family. I desire them. But who's number one? Who's, who's really number one? Do I come to church and do I proclaim Christ and say, Lord, I love you, but then inside I'm passionately pursuing and desiring other things? Because where we find our pleasure, where we find our treasure, it reveals who we truly are. And it's easy to give words. We need to like understand that. If you do not realize this, it's so easy to give words. Well, I love you, and I love this, and I love that. But it's difficult to have that be your burning passion within you. And the call of Christ, for you and for me and for Peter, what do you really want? Do you really want me, Peter? Do you really love me? Do we long to be with Christ? Do we wake up thinking about Christ? I'm not just talking about Sunday mornings, but I'm just saying, just your everyday week, just do I long to be with Jesus? Do I want to spend time in his word? Do I look forward to that? Or, or is that like a chore to me? Or are the things of God a chore to you? Do you do it out of like, well, I, I probably should do this? Or is there something within you? Do you have a love for Jesus that's just burning all the time? That regardless of what is going on circumstantially, all you want is Christ. And I think that this is what Jesus is calling Peter to. Because he knows what the road ahead will look like. Peter, you got to get this settled because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. And Jesus prophesies over Peter and says, Peter, i got to tell you this in verse 18. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, Peter, when you were young... You used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Peter had promised Jesus that he was willing to lay down his life and Jesus says, Peter, that time will come. And if you really love me, follow me. Now, I don't know, you know, here, and I've talked about this quite a bit in America, like, we don't, we just don't face that level of, like, persecution. I don't know if you guys know this, but 11 of the 12 disciples, or 10 of the 12, 
they all died a, a martyr's death. I mean, like, they hung on a cross, upside down, speared, beaten, flogged, stoned. Like, like they all gave their life for Christ. Their love for Jesus was so high that no matter what happened around them, no matter what, what Rome did or Nero did, it didn't matter what the world does. Their love for Jesus was so great. But guys, I do, I ask us this this morning because I do think that we have to have a heart check like what Peter does. Who do we really love? And I'm not asking you to just proclaim it with your words. I'm asking you to actually have a soul-searching time with the Lord. The psalmist says, search me, O Lord. Because sometimes we can fool ourselves just like how Peter did. We can say we love Jesus, but when the time really comes, when it's really difficult, we deny him. And our true heart is then revealed. And I would ask you, church, and myself, who do we really love? Lord, reveal to me who do I really love. Like Peter, Jesus, I, I want you to be number one. I, want, I, I say it, I proclaim it, but Jesus, I really want you to be number one. Because I do know that time is going to come when it will be tested. Our faith gets tested. It's not just say it and just easy ride. It will get tested. There will be moments. Who do you love? You love oneself? You want to protect oneself? Or do we love Christ regardless of the circumstances? Regardless of what might happen? Now, I, I pray every day that this level of persecution doesn't come here. But we know that Jesus says, if you love me, the world is not going to like you. And we, as believers and as followers of Christ, I just want to challenge us today, who do we really love? If Jesus was sitting next to you, can you actually answer that question? Jesus, you know that I love you more than these. That's the challenge Jesus gives Peter on that shoreline after breakfast. And I think it's a challenge for us today as well. To examine our lives, to look at who we are, what we're passionate about, all of the things that make us up, and say, God, I, I really want to love you. Lord, I, I realize sometimes I pursue all of the other pleasures in my life. I love activities. I love all of my hobbies, Lord, sometimes more than you. But Jesus, I want to love you more than anything else this entire life. And I know, church, is what Scripture teaches. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. We can lose this entire world, but we will gain the Son, and it will be worth it. Because on the day that mankind faces him, face to face, we get to see our Savior. The one who we love, he'll say, come on in. Welcome. Welcome home, my faithful servant. And I want us as church, I want us as believers to be at that depth of level of commitment to Christ above all things. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning and I'm going to pray for you. Father, we do give you praise. Lord, thank you for the word of encouragement this morning. Father, that we can trust in you, Lord, and you have for us. Father, I pray now, Lord, as we go, I, Lord, I lift up this offering. Lord, I pray 
that your kingdom will continue to grow in Marquette and around the world. Lord, thank you for using us to be a blessing to your kingdom. God, we give you praise now. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.